0: settle in and get ready for spoilers because this film is lit rapunzel rapunzel let down your hair it's time to leave your tower and have your pet lizard totally murder your abusive fake mother it's tangled and this film is lit welcome back to this Films Lit the podcast where we talk about movies that are based on books. On this week's episode, it's a viewer's choice episode. We had you guys pick between Tangled, Beauty and the Beast, and Frozen. And Tangled barely edged out Beauty and the Beast.
1: Frozen never had a chance.
0: Frozen did not have a chance at all. <laughs> Wasn't even close. So we are talking about Tangled, which is based on Rapunzel. The Grimm fairy tale. Grimm's collection fairy tale. Uh, if you want to hear more about fairy tales and about the background of Rapunzel, you can go back and listen to our prequel episode. If you have not checked that out, we release that. Uh, we release a prequel episode every Wednesday before a main episode, uh, and it gives a little bit of background on. Uh, last week, in particular, we did a Katie did a bit of a deep dive on fairy tales, and we also talked about Rapunzel specifically. So, if you want more info about those things, go check that out. But it's the main episode. We watched Tangled last night. I realized I hadn't seen this in a lot longer than I thought because I remembered very little about it uh, other than maybe some of the music. Um, And so we're going to talk about it. We don't have all of our main segments. Uh, I'm going to skip. We don't have Guess Who. Mm -mm. Uh, We don't have Lost in Adaptation. And I'm going to skip. Let me sum up because I feel like most people either know the story of Rapunzel or have seen Tangled. I yeah, or I both. think
1: probably people are going to have enough passing familiarity. Um Tangled yeah. is on Disney Plus. Yeah, it's on Disney right Plus. Now. We watched watch it through it, Disney you know. Plus. Um I also posted on our uh, Facebook and Twitter pages today. Some, I took pictures of the story from my book.
0: It's only what, a few pages long. Yeah, right? it's like yeah.
1: two and a half pages long. I couldn't find um, a version online that was the version I wanted to share with you all. So I just bootlegged some pictures from my book.
0: There you go. So uh, we're going to get right into the main content of the episode with... Is that in the book? Nicholas Flamel is the only known maker of the Philosopher's Stone. What? <laughs> Honestly, don't you two read? So, uh, if you know the story of Rapunzel, uh, just a little brief summary. She's a late girl stuck in a tower. She's got really long hair. Uh, and then uh, she's trapped there by an evil witch lady. Witch. An evil witch lady.
1: Um, Yes. Uh, some versions call her a witch. Some versions call her a fairy. It's kind of interchangeable. Yeah. Like, depending on what kind of fairy tale you're talking about. Right. So...
0: Right, uh, and uh, in the movie, there's some other things that happen, but eventually she escapes uh, and finds a love interest, and they live happily ever after. That's the rough gist of it. Um, and the first question I have is about said love interest, Flynn Rider. He's our love interest in the movie. Uh, he is a thief in the film, and I know there's like a prince or something in Rapunzel. Is it Flynn Rider? Is they are they similar in any way? What's the deal?
1: Well, there is a prince. You're right about that. He fills a similar role as Flynn Rider, which is that of Rapunzel's love interest, um, but he's not usually named. Yeah, that's and that's yeah. pretty typical of fairy tales for characters to be unnamed, um, unless they're title title characters. Right. It's also pretty typical for the kind of like love interest prince character yeah. who rides in to not really have much of a personality. Right, they're generic. Yes, they're generic dudes.
0: Right. That makes sense. Uh, And that's kind of what I figured. But I just wanted to make sure that we didn't have any, that that wasn't, you know, that's the whole point of the segment. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need to explain it to you guys.
1: (laughs) But I think it is something kind of important to note about fairy tales is that when you're reading these older stories, you're not really looking for character development. They're, we're basically playing with stock characters here. Yeah. We're playing with archetypes.
0: Mm-hmm. So in the movie, the thing that creates Rapunzel basically is that her mother is dying of a sickness, of uh, some sort of sickness, and the uh, and that her mother in this in the movie they are the king and the queen of some kingdom, and she's pregnant with Rapunzel, but she's dying. The king has the people go find of this met this there's tale of this magic flower that heals that can heal anybody and they go find the flower and they use it to heal the mother and that this imbues Rapunzel with her magic hair uh, and the reason it grows so long and also the reason it has magic powers that we find out later in the film is that um, was that in the book oh and then also on top of that uh, does then mother Gothel use that said flower to stay young no and, originally
1: yeah no and no okay um interesting tidbit here though i looked this up while we were watching the movie we talked about a little bit in the prequel how rapunzel is actually the name of the plant that her mother in the fairy tale wants from out of the witch's garden Um, and the flower on the rapunzel plant does look a little bit like the magic flower in the movie which i thought was interesting um it's purple instead of gold like in the movie mm. but it has like similar looking petals and it has a similar um curly stamen because mm-hmm. i think what the middle part of the flower is yeah called. i think like that's the, correct yeah this part that sticks up
0: yeah i think that is correct
1: so i thought that was interesting that was not something that i knew
0: oh all right but no flower in the book
1: no no flower in the book
0: Does Mother Gothel steal Rapunzel to stay young? Because, as I said, she was using the flower to stay young. And then, after the baby is taken, she realizes that the baby may have this power. And then she steals the baby and uses Rapunzel to stay young. From the book.
1: Uh, No, it is not. In the book, the witch asks for the baby as trade for the husband taking greens from her garden the grains that his wife really wants because she's pregnant.
0: Oh, right. We mentioned that in the prequel. Yeah. So there is an element of getting some plant for the pregnant wife. Yeah, there is. But it's slightly, it's altered into a more life or death situation. Yeah. Whereas in the in the story, it's she just wants these. Huh. Um, and then I guess, so then why does, do we, is there a reason, explanation for, maybe you'll have more on this later, for why Mother Gothel wants Rapunzel? Does she just want a child or?
1: There's not an explanation for it in the story. Like, we don't explore what her motivation is for asking for the baby, but I do want to talk about that later because it's a, it's a thing that happens in fairy tales. Okay.
0: Uh, is Rapunzel friends with any animals? This is classic Disney fare. In the movie, uh, Rapunzel has a pet chameleon that she is friends with, uh, named Pascal. Uh, is that is Pascal from the book or any pet companions?
1: Um, no, uh, she doesn't have any animal companions, at least that we're told of, in the in the book. Really? Um, I would be pretty impressed if she had a chameleon, since it's like set in. 17th century Germany or no whatever, I understand but. that's always seemed like a strange choice to me but <laughs> I a little, a little I was bit. never
0: sure where chameleons are you know native I, it seemed maybe possible I don't know I think they're in mm. multiple places I yeah I think generally we sort of uneducatedly assume that they're like you know jungle creatures yeah. of some sort right, but. we're
1: finding chameleons are from Africa chameleons primarily live in the mainland of sub-saharan Africa and on the island of Madagascar, although a few species live in northern Africa, southern Europe, the Middle East, southern India, Sri Lanka, and several smaller islands in the western Indian Ocean.
0: So it could be southern Europe, depending on where that means, potentially. Because I think the setting of this always struck me, in, in or at least on watching this again, the setting of this movie struck me as... Somewhere, either vaguely like because the architecture of the castle is very specific and unique, it looks almost uh, like Russian, Baltic, mm-hmm. and kind of mm-hmm. thing with like some of the spires, but that also could be a Middle Eastern mm-hmm. type of influence potentially. And I wonder if it could be some like Austrian or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like somewhere southeast in Europe. That maybe potentially also has I don't
1: know maybe um
0: because it's never addressed in the film where no. it's set you know they don't say like I the mean without or digging
1: further into where chameleons come from I would assume Southern Europe means like Italy the Mediterranean right that type of area
0: I agree and we talked about this the Rapunzel the of the of Grimms is. Uh, most likely a French, or what was the? Did we talk about?
1: Well, we talked about how. Um, oh, it's
0: German. Right. Well, it's.
1: The Grimms are German, yeah. Right. So this is a, a German variation on. We talked about how there was another variation in Italy that predates Rapunzel. Um, and also a version in France that also predates Rapunzel. But the Italian one was the oldest that we know of that's, like, recognizable as being this story. We also talked about other potential inspirations. Um, We talked about the Middle Eastern um, Persian epic poem that features a heroine who has long hair that she uses as a ladder. So, you know, that's something where that could have potentially come in. Yeah. Um, We also talked about, like... Inspiration from various like um, mythologies about sun deities being trapped in towers there's a lot of different places where inspiration could have potentially came from
0: yeah and so it is interesting because so it could have been so spain had has chameleons southern spain does mm-hmm. apparently on this map um but So, it also could have been that somehow her. It could have been something, and it's never addressed, but it could have been something that, like, Mother Gothel got for her from, like, a trader. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't necessarily have to have been indigenous, right?
1: No. And I I mean, it's kind of a silly argument all the way around because it's a Disney movie.
0: No, I understand.
1: But
0: But usually their pet friends are, like, relatively.
1: Yeah, I would say probably as far as that goes she's got the one that it's kind of maybe the biggest head scratcher yeah because it's not like you know they like older princesses oh they have like the forest creatures or like the mice that live in the house in cinderella and that all makes sense and like bell has a horse and that makes sense yeah um and jasmine has a tiger and that i guess makes sense potentially yeah um i mean like surface level it makes more sense than the chameleon entangled yeah but like it also doesn't not make sense
0: no it could it, it could make it work yeah oh my gosh there's a whole backstory
1: does pascal have his own backstory a whole backstory, I don't backstory.
0: Know. as an infant a small and defenseless pascal would remain by his mother's loving side at all times where is where on a dark and stormy night the two chameleons were attacked by a venomous snake what pascal's mother was killed fending off the snake The sacrifice allowed Pascal time to reach safe for safety. Upon stumbling into a secluded forest, Pascal heard the voice of a young girl within a tower. And curiously, where did this come from? Climbed. What are you on? I'm on the Disney like wiki, like you know, like the not Wikipedia, but like the Disney wiki
1: page, like the
0: fandom page. Okay, so there is.
1: I don't know. Could
0: be from a video game.
1: Well, there is a like a Disney Channel rapunzel series oh and there's a
0: tv series that's probably what it's it's probably
1: from that either that or somebody really just really went above and beyond to give pascal a backstory
0: yeah and now let's just double check and make sure maybe the tv series tangled setting maybe the tv series has a like um had some story it's just, it says loosely based on the Rapunzel, which takes place in Germany, so.
1: We know the kingdom is called Corona.
0: Yeah, oh, that's right, because yeah. we talked about that from the... Yeah, it is Corona, but... So that could be... Because that's a Spanish... Yeah. So it could be in Spain. So it could be in Spain. And if it is in Spain, then it could make sense. Then we've sense. justified the chameleons. Then we've made <laughs> sense, because in southern Spain they have chameleons. Yeah. Interesting. We also never hear... I mean, everybody just speaks English, so... Yeah. But you do have... Yeah, it could be Spain. It could take place in Spain. That's interesting. And yeah, with Corona being... Yeah, that I think we figured it out. I think it takes place in Spain. I think that's the setting. Solved it. Solved it. And that's why there's a chameleon, and it totally makes sense. Anyways, that was a, a, a trick. Um, what was my next question? Uh, oh, so the first time uh, we, we were introduced to the prince slash writer, and writer in the film, or... Um, yeah, writer in the film, uh, the prince in the in the story, um, he climbs into the tower as he's running from something. I assume that's not the case in the book, since he's a prince and not a thief. Uh, but Rapunzel attacks him in the movie and hits him with a frying pan. Uh, is, is their first encounter similar in any way in the story, is my question.
1: No, it plays out pretty differently. So the prince is made aware of Rapunzel. One day he's out in the forest and he hears her singing. And he like spies around and sees the witch going up into the tower. So he figures out how to do it. So when the witch leaves, he goes over and calls for Rapunzel to let down her hair. And she does. Climbs up into the tower. Now, the story mentions that she's afraid at first. No mention of frying pans or anything. No,
0: no, No assault.
1: No, no assault. At least not that we know of. Um, it does mention that she's afraid, um, but then she gets over it. Uh, she likes him. Maybe he's cute. I don't know. Um, agrees Maybe to Maybe he's been him. designed
0: by a board of women to be the most <laughs> handsome Disney prince that ever existed.
1: Perhaps. We don't really know. <laughs> we don't know. Um, but at any rate, she agrees to help him up into the tower every day so that they can hang out. She also ends up pregnant by the end of the story. So there's that.
0: Rapunzel is thirsty. We get it. <laughs>
1: I mean you would be too if you lived in a tower because of
0: evil <laughs> gaslighting mother <laughs> fake mother all the time. All right, uh, does Rapunzel trick Mother Gothel into taking a long trip so that she has time to run off? Um, That's what happens in the movie is that yes. Rapunzel wants to wants to go see where these lanterns are coming from. I didn't ask about the lanterns because I read that in the pre or in the prequel episode we discussed that the lanterns was a choice that the movie's made because they needed a uh, something for <laughs> for uh, Rapunzel to do once she left the tower because otherwise basically the story's over like she gets away. Uh, so they gave her the, the lantern thing and she wants to go see the lantern so she she asks um, Mother Gothel if she can do it and she's like no and so she tricks Mother Gothel into going to far away to get her a birthday present so that she can run away while she's there or while she's gone. Is that anything?
1: So I think this is maybe the single largest deviation that the movie takes from like the bones of the story, yeah, which is that Rapunzel leaves her tower
0: on her own, of her own, of, accord. yeah, of
1: her own accord. And the story, the the witch does like banish her close to the end of it, so I guess technically she leaves the tower, yeah, in but, the fairy tale. But the movie um, gives her that like autonomy, yeah, to leave the tower on yeah. her own. So no, she doesn't have to trick Mother Gothel yeah. into taking a long trip to answer so your question. That is
0: definitely a a, a, a a sort of overall change to the narrative and, and sort of um an important one is that uh in the in the movie Rapunzel wants to leave the tower.
1: Yeah. At least and for a little while. At
0: least for a while, yeah. Well, yeah, she's well, like she, not I mean for
1: She I mean she is planning to come back at right, least. At the right, beginning. right, right, right.
0: But she she has a desire to, to yeah she go has
1: out. desire to leave and to go out and to see the world, um, and the narrative of the movie gives her that agency that yeah. she doesn't really have in the book. We're never really made privy to what her desires again, are. Again and
0: again for all of us, and I I know with all these questions it seems silly because it is a three not silly but it's a three page. Yeah, story. It's that a three page story. So obviously it's a lot is added to and that sort of thing for the movie. Uh, is there a run in uh, with any ruffians uh, at a tavern
1: at any point? No there's not.
0: They don't sing I've Got a Dream? <laughs> no. <laughs> Paul F. Tompkins as a little fat cherub man is, is in, in the movie. <laughs> the, the white bearded old guy uh, is played by Paul F. Tompkins who's a very funny comedian and I didn't realize that until I was watching the movie and I was like that sounds like Paul F. Tompkins. Because he does a bunch of, like, he's like a character, like, voices, Mm -hmm. improv guy. And uh, I recognized his voice, and I looked it up, and it was him. I was like, oh, good for him. (laughs) He's hilarious, but I wasn't expecting him to be in the movie. Uh, Does Rapunzel's hair glow when she sings?
1: Oh, no. At least, not that we're told.
0: Does it seem to have any magic powers other than being very long? Like, longer than possible? No. Okay. So, like, the magic of Rapunzel in the story essentially is just that her hair yeah, is, like, it's, abnormally it's long. It's abnormally
1: long, long enough to become a ladder. That's gotcha. the, the wonder magic aspect of the story.
0: Gotcha. Uh, Maximus. So, in the movie, there's this horse named Maximus um, who uh, is trying to hunt down and turn in uh, Flynn Rider. He's um, a palace horse. He's a palace horse. He's a
1: cop horse.
0: Yeah, he's a cop horse. <laughs> uh, and he's trying to hunt down Flynn Rider, who is a thief, uh, and they have a tumultuous relationship. That ultimately, they become friends. Uh, and so, but the thing that I, the reason I want to ask, obviously, I assumed there wasn't a, an anthropomorphic horse hunting a a thief in the story, <laughs> but there's a moment in the movie where we zoom in on his name and see Maximus, and it's, it feels like it's supposed to be important now. I'm, it may be because of a later moment in the book or in the movie with the sun symbol is maybe just another moment for us to see that sun symbol again because that's the big reveal at the end of the movie how how she realizes she, who she is is because of the sun symbol but in the film the fact that it focused on maximus and that he got a name at all i guess i mean it makes sense that it would get a name but was that a reference to anything is there any character or any, i that you could think of that make sense or is any way related to this horse character <laughs>
1: um i don't think anything beyond fairy tale princes usually being depicted as being on a horse right. or like having a horse companion although i do think that makes the animosity between flynn and maximus kind of an interesting subversion yeah because even if you think back to like other disney princes they usually like if they have a friend Probably a horse.
0: Yeah, yeah. Usually, like a horse. Yeah, and and, and it is, and it, I mean, it is an interesting subversion because Flynn isn't a prince. Yeah, and so having the that that companion, the typical prince companion, be his adversary, become companion is yeah. It's a fun little, a little change up, a little mix up. How long is Rapunzel's hair in the story? Because in the movie, it seems to be as long as is needed for a given scene. Which it's magic, so that's fine. I'm just wondering like if it is equally magic in the in the story where like sometimes it seems to be uh, three hundred feet long and other times it seems to be, you know, ten feet long.
1: So we don't have any indication from the story that the length of the hair changes. Gotcha. But this is actually one of those rare times where we get another really specific answer wow. from a fairy tale. The story says specifically that when she lowers her hair out of the tower, it drops 20 yards. So, somewhere in the ballpark of like 60 feet.
0: Yeah. So, we know precisely how long it has to at least be. Yeah. Which is 60 feet. Which, yeah, you're right. That's usually you wouldn't get.
1: Usually, we don't get something so specific.
0: No. And I would say in the movie. It's a little longer than that. Well, the 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 tower is a little taller than mm-hmm. that. It, if I had to guess looking at it, I would say it's probably more like a hundred or one hundred and fifty feet mm-hmm. in that ballpark, just kind of guessing maybe even taller than that. It could be like two or three hundred feet. But it is uh her hair does numerous times change lengths throughout the course yeah. of the film. And it, it seems again, to it's depending fine. on it. Like, like in the opening like in the um uh uh the, the opening song, um what the heck is that called the 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 chores song the the oh. quarantine song <laughs> the quarantine anthem <laughs> i think
1: it's called when will my life begin yeah
0: when will my life begin um like there's moments where it's like trailing around the entire tower and then she's like throwing yeah. it in big loops and, and it's, like, it's, just, it's like everywhere hundreds you look of feet is like long. there's yeah.
1: loops and loops yeah of there's like hundreds
0: and hundreds of feet and then other times even when she gets it braided it's 10 feet long you know yeah. it's like not even 10 it's like doesn't touch the ground so it's like five six feet long so yeah it's definitely one of those and which is you know like I said it's fine it's magic hair and it's a fairy tale I get it I don't have a problem with it I was just interested so in the film Rapunzel has a light bulb realization that she's the princess uh, she runs away she comes back um, well she's taken back by mother Gothel and she won't it's like you're staying here forever. And then she's like in her room and she's looking at her, this mural that she's painted on the wall. And she starts, she has like this, just like flashbulb, you know, realization where she remembers these sun symbols that she's seen everywhere, like on the horse and on the flag that she has, she has like a little flag or something of the kingdom and all these other places. And then she's looking at her mural and seeing it in all these places where she like subconsciously painted it into the mural. And that makes her realize among other things, that she in fact is the the lost princess from this kingdom. Uh, is there anything like that from the story?
1: No, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I assumed not. Uh,
1: she's not a princess in the fairy tale, or at least it's never stated not that we specifically. Know of. Um, her parents are usually depicted as like peasants of oh, some okay. sort, and I, I guess oh, right because
0: the the father it was the they had like a garden, yeah. Or wait, no, Mother Gothel had a garden. Mother
1: Gothel has the garden. And I was going to say, I I don't think it's completely unfounded to depict them as poor, since apparently they couldn't afford to just buy some produce from her. Yeah. He had to, like, hop the wall and steal it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense, yeah. And especially him specifically doing it, and not, like, a servant. Yeah. Because I could see if he sent a servant out to get it, and they were like, no, let's go grab this. Yeah. but if it's him specifically the king's not gonna go hop on the wall and steal some some greens <laughs> some kale from the from the local uh, old maid like not gonna happen <laughs> I would assume but who knows So yeah I think you're I think it is fair to say that it, yeah in the story they're probably just you know just peasants. normal people just normal normal folk. Uh, the climax of the film Flynn Rider comes back to save Rapunzel from the tower and uh mother gothel stabs him right in the right in the spleen or something bloodless knife though when it comes out but she stabs him right in the somewhere in the in the side um a bad place to be stabbed
1: a soft spot a
0: a place where organs are important ones and uh he falls over and he's dying uh and then mother gothel is going to pull rapunzel away take her away to where she'll never be found again And Rapunzel says, I'll fight you forever, but if you let me save Flynn, I'll come with you and I'll just, you know, I'll just live with you forever. Just let me save him. And she goes to try to, and and Mother Gothel's like, fine, okay. And Flynn, though, in that moment, picks up a piece of glass and cuts off all her hair so that she can't save him and is also, but also is then not useful to Mother Mm -hmm. Gothel because she no longer has the healing hair. Any of that happen in the book? Mainly the cutting off of the hair, I guess, was the the thing that's a very striking moment in the film. He turns her into Mandy Moore. I don't know if you noticed <laughs> that. I thought it was very fascinating how quickly she all of a sudden looks like like a young Mandy Moore. Yeah, she has like the exact haircut and hair color of Mandy Moore. I was like, wow, that's interesting.
1: <laughs> in the fairy tale, after it's revealed that Rapunzel. Quote betrayed the witch By allowing the prince to come Into the tower right the witch Does cut off her hair And then banishes her to A desolate wasteland we're told um, And then the witch then Tricks the prince into coming up Into the tower by dropping Rapunzel's braid
0: Oh, okay. So that is that that happens in the movie And that's similar yeah. like she He calls up and she drops the hair And we think it's Rapunzel but it's right, actually but then, The witch surprise yeah
1: yeah Um, So the prince, um, upon, of course, seeing that now the witch is up there and not Rapunzel, he actually jumps out of the tower and is blinded by some thorns which is a very fairy tale thing um and then actually like, oh, he's not
0: harmed in any other way no, by jumping out of blinded. a by jumping out of a uh, what do we say 60 foot tall At tower
1: 60 feet yeah, yeah he
0: just his <laughs> eyes took the brunt of the fall apparently he fell <laughs> eyes, first. eyes first into some thorns and they broke his impact so that his neck didn't snap i guess but yeah
1: <laughs> we don't we actually don't hear anything else about the witch following that. So, really? yeah, We don't know what happened to her. No, so... She could come back yeah, and, I mean, and conceiv- in the conceivably, conceivably, she's still kicking around, Man. growing things in her garden. Sequel darkroom. bait
0: in that fairy tale. <laughs> we don't even get sequel bait in this one. I mean, one. who
1: knows? She could have multiple other towers with, she like, other children in oh them. gosh. We don't she's know.
0: She's got a whole... Yeah, that would, that's dark. <laughs> she's got a whole system of... Uh, and they all do... Well, but in the stories, they don't have magic powers. She just... She just wants a child, I guess. Is Well, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, we're going to talk but, about it. But, yeah, that's her. Like, she just wants to have a child. But the prince doesn't cut her hair off mm-hmm. as, like, an act of self-sacrifice and desperation. No,
1: the witch cuts her hair off as a punishment.
0: Gotcha. So very much a stark contrast in yeah. terms of what's going on there. Finally, uh, four was that in the book, uh, is Rapunzel uh, Fox the phoenix. Um <laughs> If you don't know what that means, obviously, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. But no, I'm not saying I don't know why you're listening, but I'm surprised if you don't. Anyways, in Harry Potter, Fox the Phoenix, uh, and I think in mythology, phoenixes have healing tears. Um, and in Harry Potter specifically, it cries on Harry when he's dying and it heals him. And in the end of this movie, uh, as after her hair is gone and she can no longer heal Flynn Rider of his grievous wound, um, she's holding him and crying and a tear of hers falls on his face uh, and this then heals his wound, and he is lives. Uh, is that anything like that happened in the book?
1: So her tears don't resurrect anyone.
0: Yeah, because that is yeah.
1: But remember how I said the prince got blinded because he fell eyes first in oh, yeah. the tower. At the very end of the story, her tears do restore his eyesight. Oh, somehow.
0: Okay, so that that's definitely
1: yeah they definitely took that inspiration there
0: yeah for sure that's yeah very similar it's just and then I think they just they in order to make her more magical throughout they took that obviously there's some sort of magic in her Mm -hmm. she cried tears that healed him and then kind of worked that into oh it's her hair it it makes a lot lot of decisions that make sense there Mm -hmm. in the the Disney version of what they did that very clearly inspired by the uh, by the fairy tale Okay, that was all I had for all the, was that in the book? Uh, we're going to have more of those, uh, obviously, because we tend to with, in terms of Katie's better in the book and stuff. Uh, so we're going to get right to that right now and talk about what was better in the book. You like to read? Oh, yes. I love to read. What do you like to read?
1: Everything. I have a couple things here. I don't have a ton of stuff in this segment. No, not at all. And you guys are going to get the feel for this too as we continue talking about it. Maybe you've already got this kind of feeling. It is hard to compare these like one to one.
0: Oh, it's almost impossible. Cause... Which
1: and, and that is something that we come across a lot when we're doing like, especially short stories, short stories yeah. and like picture books. Because by necessity, movies have to flesh out the story so much. Yeah. It, it's hard to to hold things up and find that like one-to-one comparison yeah, yeah. but I've done the best that I can here
0: yeah. yeah these are truly the hardest in terms of like especially when it comes to like the final verdict of like I mean yeah. it's it they're such completely different it, it's two and a half pages yeah that is specifically meant to be told to kids as they're falling asleep or whatever versus mm-hmm. you know versus uh an hour and a half long animation fest of fun family entertainment like they're, it's it's yeah. day. They're, they're
1: two different things and they're setting out to achieve different goals. very different things yeah. so um but for better in the book i have a couple things um One thing that I really like about the fairy tale, that I like about fairy tales in general, is the idea of the tough bargain. At the beginning of Mm -hmm. the story, the father is faced with the choice. Do I agree to give my baby to the witch in return for this plant to save my wife? Or do I choose my child over my wife? It's a Sophie's choice. In the movie. In the book.
0: You said to save his wife. I thought his wife wasn't dying. I thought she just wanted that.
1: But he thinks she is.
0: He thinks she is.
1: Okay, we talked about this in the prequel I feel like episode. I remember that. We talked about this in the prequel episode that it was like a folk belief that if you didn't get a pregnant oh, woman right. like exactly what she wanted, that she would like waste away yes. and die.
0: Okay, okay, I forgot about that. But yes, yeah, I remember. I remember that now. That yeah, that that there was like a like she wasn't actually sick, but. It was like, so like a, like a, a, yeah, like a myth or whatever that if Mm -hmm. they didn't get the food they craved, that they would in fact die from it. Okay. But
1: anyway, that like, that tough bargain element is an aspect of fairy tales that is reoccurring that I really enjoy um, because you never know how that's going to play out in a story. Yeah. Um, So I I don't know that it would have worked in Tangled. Yeah. But it is an aspect of the original story that I really enjoy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's fair. I th- I think the thing that's hard I like that. I don't know if I love it this one. Maybe I do. Right. I no, I do. I, I changed my mind because I for, I keep forgetting that he thought she was going to die and not just she was hungry. But <laughs> and wanted some wanted a frosty and Wendy's fries real bad or whatever. But um yeah, I, I, I don't think we'll talk. I, I have notes about what I want to talk about, or I have notes about sort of what the the theme of Tangled the film and the direction they took the story and the narrative they were going for that I think is really effective. And I don't think that that tough choice um, sort of uh, inciting incident really helps tell that story any better Mm -mm. because it's, I think it's a very specific story for very, um, with a very pointed and specific message about, uh, you're about parentage and, uh, like four children about their parents and about abusive relationships and that sort of thing. And I think it's, I don't, I don't think that helps with their, what the Mm -hmm. story they wanted to tell. So
1: no, I, yeah, I agree with that. No, I I I don't think it works in the movie. But it is—it's an aspect of the story that I like, and it's an aspect of fairy tales in general mm-hmm. that I like. So, yep. um, my other thing that I put under better in the book is that the story actually gives us some kind of explanation for why Rapunzel is named after a leafy green, because the, I mean you're basically naming your baby lettuce, and in the movie there's no reason for it, other than that's just the character's name.
0: Yeah. Well, but also in the movie, it doesn't matter because we don't know that. Yeah. You know you know what I mean? Like, we don't know that it's like naming your baby lettuce. It's just we know Rapunzel. It's the golden-haired, long, golden-haired well, girl from yeah, fairy Yeah, I mean, I'm,
1: I'm aware right. that now Rapunzel is just the name of that character, right. but it's still like naming your baby <laughs> lettuce.
0: I understand. I understand. I understand. I get what you're saying. I'm just, yeah. I'm just adding in saying i'm just that, yeah.
1: saying at least in the fairy tale there's an explanation for it
0: yeah no i yeah i get it it's better in the book for people when they were reading the the, the story they needed that when they were re- when they were when this story was being told originally they would need that explanation that's true yeah. we no longer need it so it's not necessary but Back then, it would be necessary. Right. But
1: imagine if her name was just yes. lettuce. If her name was lettuce, was never addressed. we
0: would absolutely need an explanation. <laughs> I 100% agree. All right, let's go ahead and talk about what was better in the movie. My life has taught me one lesson, Hugo, and not the one I thought it would. Happy endings only happen in the movies.
1: All right, so let's get into Mother Gothel here. The movie has a better explanation for why she wants the baby. In the fairy tale, we never explore her motivations for that. Which is fine because she's a stock witch character. Right. And that's what stock witch characters do. They want like One of many things they that want they children. do. They steal babies. Yeah. They want children.
0: But I think that's problematic in its own way because it's, it's definitely of a... It, is that not absolutely inspired by sort of the the weird uh, idea that like they're the old, they're the old, they're the weird outcast old maids of their society and that never had children of their own so they want to steal? Oh, like
1: we're getting to. Oh, it. are we getting yeah. to it? Okay. We're getting to it. Okay. So, what I'll say for the movie is that we do have an explanation. Like point blank, we understand what her motivation is for wanting this baby. Yeah, because she has been using this magical power. To stay young for centuries. To stay a
0: smoking hottie. Yeah. Yeah. She's a smoking hottie. (laughs) I was like, I'm ashamed of how attracted I am to (laughs) to Mother (laughs) Gothel. I am ashamed.
1: (laughs) So we know this in the movie. We don't know this in the fairy tale. Um, But it wouldn't have raised any eyebrows. Because, again, she's a stock character. She's the witch. Yeah. Witches steal babies. Yeah. Now here's where that gets problematic we can talk about witches being coded as like the old maid the outcast in the society that's pretty problematic but historically and especially in particular parts of europe witches are also coded jewish
0: yeah that's interesting (sighs) Because I, I thought in the movie, she read... And I I actually thought it was going to go a different... You were going to potentially go a different direction. And I guess it's not super far off. But I thought the film coded her specifically sort of like... Gypsy, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. She... she Like, like just something... Like, the way she dresses and, and the hair. Like, she feels like a stereotypical depiction of, she's, like, a, a, a gypsy.
1: She's coded... For
0: lack of a better word. Um... Romanian gypsy, Romanov. No,
1: that's the Russian royal family. Uh, Ro- baby. Uh, Ro- it's
0: Romani. 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 That's the word. <laughs> Romanov. Yeah, yeah. Um, Romani.
1: I believe gypsy is actually considered a slur. So no, it you is. Probably
0: shouldn't. No, it is, um, I, and that's why I was saying. I. That I was saying. of the yes
1: but i i agree with you that i think and especially in comparison to all of the other characters in the movie i think gothel is maybe maybe not specifically jewish or specifically romani but i think she is coded non-white
0: yeah i don't think but see i also felt that way about most of the characters other than rapunzel I felt you like they were so? all. Co- I thought that both of her, well, not both. I thought her dad and Flynn Ryder both were coded vaguely. Like, and, and when I read, when I saw Southern Spain, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Which I guess whiteness, quote unquote, is so messy and stupid, anyways. That like, who is yeah. coded white and who isn't is complicated. But like, and like, <sighs> weird. But I, to me, they both read not necessarily like, quote unquote, white. Like Like, when I look at Flynn Ryder, I don't know like That's for sure a white guy Like he's not Prince Charming Like he doesn't Like he doesn't code the same Like he doesn't look to me The same way that like When I look at Prince Charming Like that's a white guy When I look at Flynn Ryder, Maybe Sure
1: Maybe vaguely Mediterranean Yeah
0: that's what I mean And that's why like Like when I said like Oh if it's set in southern Spain That maybe makes sense Like Mm -hmm. maybe that kind of Adds up a little bit more, but then Rapunzel. I don't know. I don't know enough about the demographics of Southern Spain to even comment on.
1: (laughs) And I I mean, but I think though, when we really get into the sticks of it, and we look at historically like the area where the movie is drawing inspiration from, this specific fairy tale, right? Germany. Germany, and then also we look at how mother gothel is depicted compared to blonde haired rapunzel i agree i think we're getting into some problematic weeds here
0: i absolutely agree i thought the same thing Uh, No, i like i said i thought the same thing i thought upon watching it that that was a little yeah i i didn't i to me it didn't read as a jewish as a potential jewish stereotype or like um you know problematic jewish portrayal to me it read more romanov like like i said that was what i thought mm-hmm. <laughs> romani <laughs> um that was where it felt like to me which felt which i think both are equally i mean that was
1: yeah i think we could argue both both of those codings are equally problematic. equally problematic and yeah. when you when you couple it with like stealing a white baby yeah woof.
0: yeah and then on top of that uh the the <laughs> white baby with real gold hair. <laughs> yeah. That gold, got to get that gold hair. <laughs> you know, I I yeah. It's there's it's not unproblematic. Um I will say that I think the movie does its best not apart from her appearance <laughs> does its best not to code her or not to do anything that feels stereotypically like that, that 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 to me was like woof like that mm-hmm. felt super problematic and and felt like they were pushing any sort of weird
1: i i would you know agree I with mean? that i think Other it was mostly like, visual yeah
0: yeah because i thought they did a really good job with her character and i have notes about it about the faults of her character all have to do with <sighs> Her like insecurity and that sort of thing, and it doesn't have to do with any sort of like greed necessarily, or like any sort of what a, what would stereotypically be like the 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 problem with the Jews. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, you know, it, it's not it's not her greed or like her conniving. It's like her insecurity and her her. Uh, I, I don't know. To me, it, it it didn't read necessarily super problematic in the portrayal, but. I could be wrong. I could be convinced otherwise. So,
1: <laughs> I think it's an interesting topic. Um, yeah. I think definitely when you start, like, making connections there, you're like, oh, this is maybe not so, maybe it's, like, not so great of a thing yeah. to be depicting. Um, But I also think it's, a lot of it is, like, kind of bland enough yeah. that it's, like, but is that? Are, were they going for that, or was it just something that happened? I don't, I don't I, know.
0: And I, I think both can still be bad. Like even yeah. if you are not going for it, and I think I think it's very. Uh, I think I think it would be very unlikely that they were going for any sort of, um, you know, anti-Semitic or anti-Romani uh, coding, and like I don't. I don't think it would be intentional. Mm-hmm. It could have been accidental. It could. I mean, it could have been slightly. Who knows? But I think. They they wanted a an imposing character who is in stark contrast to Rapunzel who has to I don't want to say has to look a certain way, but kind of does for the narrative for for <laughs> Right. At least
1: Yeah, well I mean the the hair is the thing. Yeah. And while I think I I do think that it could have potentially have been interesting to like deviate from yeah. from yeah. the cultural image that we right. had of Rapunzel even prior to this movie. I understand wanting to go with recognizability. Yeah. Like I get it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I get it. And so I think that then you can kind of see where all the choices fall into place and it it doesn't make it not bad not necessarily doesn't that doesn't excuse the outcome and say like, "Well, it's fine. There's no way, no mm-hmm. reason to criticize it." It's just that it it i think it probably doesn't come at least it would seem to me like it didn't come from a place of
1: malicious intent
0: malicious intent or or even and and, and not that it has to but or even like subconscious malicious or like you know what i mean subconscious mm-hmm. like coding to me it just i don't know to me it just felt like they wanted they they wanted this character to be played by share and then they couldn't get share <laughs> like
1: yeah, maybe. To me, it looks like know. they designed
0: it around share playing this character, because and then they just didn't get share, and they're like, "Well, let's um, get somebody else." She
1: also looks a lot like uh, if you look up Bernadette Peters, who played the the witch in the original Broadway run of Into the Woods. Oh yeah, she also looks a lot like Bernadette yeah. Peters in that show. Yeah after she becomes so maybe Peter they guy.
0: wanted one of those people and then, and then yeah and then they just uh it just yeah i, I don't know uh, it is interesting though it is it is interesting
1: all right so moving on um the movie i like gives a more of an implied explanation for why rapunzel's hair grows so long um because we know that there's that magical flower aspect to it yeah the rejuvenation uh not that a fairy tale like necessarily needs an explanation for 60 feet of hair um but i I do think it's interesting yeah i thought they did uh, did a good job of um kind of explaining that pascal is my next note i do love pascal yeah he's cute uh he's very cute he's a a very sassy kind of a, a princess sidekick
0: yeah 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 he's fun He's fun. Yeah. He's not particularly unique in my mind, but he is fun.
1: I like that the movie gives Rapunzel some agency. Mm-hmm. Um she's more of a character in her own right. Um and they give her uh, some faults as well. She's naive, um but she's very kind, clearly very intelligent. Songs. Songs. Also a thing that the movie has that the Songs. book does not. Songs. And I I do like the score for this movie almost. the score is really yeah.
0: good yeah like not even this yeah you're talking about like the non the score
1: the score and the songs oh, okay. yeah well both, I, th- I think both are really both good. are good
0: i thought the score i was i, I was surprised because i i've i've heard enough of the songs numerous times that i remember like all the main ones mm-hmm. but um the score i obviously i don't really listen to scores very often and i was kind of surprised by how much i enjoyed the cinematic score like not the you know the singles like the songs mm-hmm. from the
1: I thought the movie did a really good job of getting our male lead into the tower without having him be a prince who spies on the witch. And then has, it, has Rapunzel throw down her hair. Yeah, him running and yeah.
0: trying to find a place to hide.
1: Yeah, I thought, I thought it, all, it all worked. It all made sense. It didn't ever feel like they were forcing it. Mm-hmm. I also think, and I, I want to talk about this a little bit, I think the movie strikes a good balance between modernizing Rapunzel's response to a strange man letting himself into <laughs> her home but not just making her a quote-unquote strong female character. Okay. Do you know what I mean?
0: Um, Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. I, don't, I mean, maybe, maybe not. Um, I'd have to see what you...
1: Like, I thought the way that she responds to that like with the frying pan but like you can tell she's still kind of like freaked out by it mm-hmm. instead of just having her be like super tough right do you see what i'm saying
0: yeah no i think i see what you're saying like it it felt it just feels very in character because mm-hmm. she she's she obviously has enough spirit or i to say enough spirit but like she she has the that strength and that spirit within her, and she does defend herself, um, and and doesn't just like isn't isn't so naive as to be like,
1: oh, who right. are you? Uh. She's not Snow White.
0: Yeah, yeah, but she's also not. It doesn't tip over to like this weird unrealistic. Yeah. like she you know she hasn't just she's you can tell she's still scared and not sure what to do and yeah it feels realistic for somebody who's lived in a tower their whole life and doesn't know how to handle this situation
1: yeah i think they did a really good job of like striking that balance especially in her initial response to him yeah so like to me that was impressive characterization and impressive depiction of it Mm -hmm. the pub thugs i love the pub thugs yeah, um, and the I've got the a dream. Yes, I've got a dream. I honestly think might be the most entertaining sequence in the whole movie. I love that. The song. most
0: entertaining, probably. Yeah,
1: like the fake out setup and then the twist where he starts singing. Yeah, like it's so good. Yeah, and I, this movie came out while we were in college, but I always try to think like how I would have responded to that as a kid, and I think I would have absolutely lost my mind. Because I would not have seen it coming. Yeah, it's
0: a fun rug pull moment that you're not expecting. That definitely, uh, and it's a good song. It's a fun song. Um, Yeah, I would say, yeah, if you want to say most entertaining part of the movie, I would say probably. I don't know if it's the best part of the movie, but most entertaining, it's, yeah, probably.
1: Um, And that's kind of where my notes end um, for better in the movie. I, I don't have a lot of notes pertaining to the middle because, like we talked about at the beginning of this episode, There's no real direct comparison. It's hard to hold things up and talk about like, well, this versus this and this was better. You can't really do it. But I think I did hit on a lot of the stuff that I really like about this movie. And I do want to say, I think the writers do a really good job of expanding the story in a way that makes sense and that takes it out of the tower. Yeah. Because we had to get this story out of the tower. It Has to. It has to it has be to. out of the tower.
0: You could do a, a very like artistic um, Rapunzel reboot. It's like a bottle episode. A bottle episode. You know, it's just like all in the <laughs> tower, and it's like her de- coming to terms with being trapped in the tower. It's like a deep uh, psychological, like. Ooh exploration of Rapunzel and her being trapped in the tower and her relationship with Mother Gothel and it's like real dark and you could do that it could be good it wouldn't be a Disney kids Disney kids movie but
1: I'm sure that exists as a fanfic
0: I think that would actually be a really interesting spin if you were going to do like a Rapunzel story is Mm -hmm. to take it like that direction yeah to
1: to take it like yeah psychological like you said
0: yeah somebody trapped in one room for the whole time with this character and 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 you could even do the fun the fun quote-unquote thing of like if you're watching the movie for the first 30 minutes you don't even really realize what story you're watching mm, and then you're
1: yeah. like oh it's rapunzel Shit. then there's like a hair reveal
0: some sort of hair re- something <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah and you could probably come up with a and if you wanted to modernize it you could do it in a way you know where it's it's you know she's in a high-rise sky like a you know a skyscraper like a the the penthouse in a skyscraper and maybe it's not hair maybe it's you know you could come up with some modern twist on it that was really interesting but Mm -hmm. anyways that that would be how you would do it yeah wouldn't be a fun Disney movie with a a pet (laughs) chameleon alright that's it for better than the movie let's talk about what the movie nailed
1: As I expected, practically perfect in every way. I played a little bit fast and loose with this segment. Okay. Um, Some of my things are like random specific details. Other things are kind of ideas or themes that I thought the movie did a good job of bringing over. Mm -hmm. Um, So my first thing is that both of these stories feature a pregnant lady who is saved by a plant.
0: Boom. Nailed it. Nailed
1: that. Rapunzel's hair. Really long.
0: Wow. Nailed Crushed it. it. <laughs> I mean, if they didn't get that one, I don't know <laughs> if the movie would have had much hope. But
1: uh, The witch keeps Rapunzel hidden away in a tower. Wow. Nailed it. And now my first uh, a looser one. The witch slash mother figure is abusive mm-hmm. in both stories. Although I think there are different things going on and i think i think that that has to do with the medium yeah as well as the audience so the fairy tale i think has a lot of commentary on like older generation versus younger generation there's more of this idea of like a child who's growing up and the parent who can't accept that yeah and like wants to shelter them away from the world yeah yeah and the movie I think revamps that into a story about a child escaping from an abusive parent
0: yeah absolutely and that was what I found most compelling about the movie this time watching it was that element of it mm-hmm. and really seeing the because to me it was like I I, I I know I've seen this movie before but I don't remember when or whatever but I don't so I didn't remember much about it but I I I had forgotten how strong the um, "quote unquote" raised by narcissist vibes mm-hmm. of this movie uh, there, there are with Mother Gothel and the way she talks to Rapunzel and their their back and forth and their relationship. Uh, if you don't know what that, like specifically what that means, there's it's a specific subreddit, but it's also just like a whole internet thing of of people talking about being "quote unquote" raised by narcissists, and I, I don't want to get into the whole thing. I don't know enough about all of it to comment on it. But maybe it's not. I don't know. Whatever. But the the, the way that she talks to Rapunzel throughout the film, um, the, the weird passive-aggressive, mm-hmm. sort of gaslighty way it's, felt yeah, very realistic.
1: Yeah, gaslighty way. Um, Backhanded compliments, yes,
0: where everything and, and and the you know the constant like yeah, very, oh no like, I'm very the bad condescending.
1: guy, and... yeah, um, turning the blame back around on her. Everything they do it's is all instantly textbook. turned
0: around on them. But but at the same time, mixed with this like saccharine over um... and the guilt. The guilt mixed with like this fawning, conf- like profession of love, mm-hmm. mixed with like yeah, guilting them. It it, yeah. it just felt very realistic and very. That was what I thought was most compelling because I thought it was potentially a very useful thing for a kid to. It almost felt like they a very good way to smuggle in this like, um, because she is the, the obvious villain of the film. Yeah. yeah, it felt like a good way to smuggle in this message for kids that could could potentially be in a situation like that to um hope maybe recognize that within their own life and potentially see that it's not okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's like, oh yeah, that's how my mom talks to me. Or my dad whatever. Yeah. That's how my parent one of my parents talks to me or or, or even a you know grandma what whoever. Um and recognize that and then when you see at the end that oh she was the the bad person, not me or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that could be a really useful and I thought that was really interesting and sort of maybe a level deeper than some Disney movies tend to be sometimes. I don't know.
1: No, I, yeah, I agree with that. And I yeah, I think they did a bang up job of characterizing that type of person. Yeah.
0: And I think the thing that was most interesting or like the most striking example of that was the mother's Knows best song. Mhm. Because it's this fun, like, it's this fun, sort of cheerful, comedic song, but it's freaking horrifying when you listen to it. Yeah. Like, when I was listening to it again, and, like, in the moment, and knowing their relationship and everything, it's so, it's just like an anthem of, like, gaslighting and emotional abuse, and it's just like, oh, no. <laughs> this is so, oh, wow. That that juxtaposition was very striking to me in a way that it hadn't been previously for whatever reason.
1: So we also, in the movie, we have the line, Rapunzel, let down your hair, which is straight from the fairy tale. Um, Gothel says it, and they even get one in for Flynn at the end, despite the changes to the story. Mm -hmm. And my last thing on here, we already talked about this, but Rapunzel's tears healing her love interest in some way. Um, And I would maybe give that one kind of like an, an asterisk that it could also potentially go into better in the movie because i think the movie gives more of an explanation right because we we, Cause know we know that know she that possessed she can, yeah. some type of magic yeah so it makes sense that her tears would also be magic yeah, whereas like, yeah like in the fairy tale it's like two tears fell on his eyes and then he could see again yeah
0: that's the power of love which is great <laughs> yeah in
1: a, in a two and a half page fairy tale yeah, right But I did think that that was a creative way to incorporate that kind of random Mm -hmm. element from the the story.
0: For sure. All right, we've got a few odds and ends, some general notes, and then we'll get to the final verdict. So I want
1: to go back to mother gothel for a minute Mm -hmm. we we talked about what a good job the movie does of portraying that type of like narcissistic abusive Mm -hmm. character and a parent specifically yeah and now i have seen criticisms that the script goes like too obvious in having her be mean to rapunzel And I just, I want to speak to that for a minute because I feel like it's a misunderstanding of storytelling. Okay. Because usually when I see this, this kind of complaint, it's in the vein of like, like there's no, not mystery, but like they have her go like so hard on being mean but aren't we supposed to like like her or something because Rapunzel likes her?
0: Like like the idea being that we're we're, we're supposed to maybe be unsure about yeah. whether or not she's actually like bad or if yeah. she's just like.
1: Which I think is what people who pose that criticism are maybe wanting out of the story. Yeah, because I do think that's a pretty common form of storytelling.
0: I think you could do that.
1: Currently is like the, the villain that we're unsure about or at, like or the complex at, villain. The
0: complex villain whose motivations we understand a little bit better that aren't yeah. just I want to be young forever. Maybe she has. Yeah. Maybe we find out she had a daughter who died, you know, like. Right. And this sort of thing and she actually does care about Rapunzel Wars in the movie it's just this weird um, abusive relationship. Yeah.
1: Well, and I think, I think there's a misunderstanding too in that there's no mystery here. We, the audience, already know that she's the villain. She's revealed as the as the villain like immediately from the get go. Yeah. So we're not dealing with like, oh, what's she gonna do? What's gonna happen? It, we're dealing with dramatic irony here,
0: yeah. and the
1: dramatic irony is in watching Rapunzel Real trust words. someone yeah. who we know is not to be trusted. Right. I mean, it's similar to The Lion King, where like Simba doesn't know that that Scar, his, that Scar yeah. is not to be trusted, and yeah. all you can do is sit on your couch and go, "No, yeah, don't trust right. him."
0: Right? Yeah, I, I think yeah, for sure that I think it's it's I can see a version of this story that does make Mother Gothel a more sympathetic and complex character, and I think it could also be good
1: mm-hmm.
0: potentially. Um, but I think that would probably tie more into the theme that you mentioned from the story, potentially of the older of like letting go of your daughter of the older yeah. versus the younger, like older generation versus younger generation and, and and that sort of thing. Like you could take it that direction, I think it could work fine. Like I think you could yeah. tell a compelling story that way that meant something. But as we've discussed, I think this the specifics um like main point that this story is going for is uh, dressing down and um, calling out abusive relationships and ma- and wanting to show kids what those look like and why they're bad. Mm-hmm. And so she has to be we have to have those sort of more obvious she can't be super sympathetic. Yeah. We have to have those more obvious like her being cruel moments, but also mixed in with her not be with her being nice and her likes I thought her dialogue and everything she said was written in a way that felt super realistic to how a kid would remem- remember and and sort of how a kid imagines or remembers adults talking to them. If that makes any sense. Like the, the way that Maybe it's not super realistic to how somebody would actually talk, but when you're a kid and you're experiencing it and then um, thinking back on it, even, you know, trying to remember conversations and stuff you had with your parents from, you know, months, weeks ago, I felt like the movie captured the way kids' minds interpret that relationship Mm -hmm. and... (sighs) I don't know, I felt like what they were going for, it did perfectly, and I can see the criticism of it being a little, not being the complex, interesting villain that she could be, but I think it works for the point of the film.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, We don't have to spend a ton of time on this, but I do want to bring it up because it's like the number one criticism of this movie that I see always, which is why was Mother Gothel honest about when Rapunzel's birthday is?
0: Oh, yeah. That's such, I thought an, that too. that's
1: such an easy lie
0: i love that too when the <laughs> when when she's like "There, the, the the lamps that are the lights they appear on my birthday every year and i'm like why did you tell her that yeah. her birthday was then why
1: even introduce the concept of a birthday yeah, at that right? point like, you could just
0: lie and nah, yeah it's so yeah i i, yeah, I had the same thought
1: also i want to bring up uh how buff is rapunzel Because I don't think I could casually swing around our cast iron with one hand like she does. Yeah. Our cast iron's pretty heavy. It's pretty heavy. It's pretty heavy.
0: Uh, she does. Uh, maybe it's like prison where there's nothing else to do but work out. (laughs) She just does push push ups ups and sit ups all day.
1: When I was thinking about it, she does pull Gothel into the tower every day. She does that every day, um, and then
0: the rest of the day, she's doing chores, and then she she talks about how bored she is. I'm sure she's getting her, getting her, she's gonna like push ups and her, her chin ups in. (laughs) Where's that? Why that that would have been a fun it's just like with no explanation uh, the movie starts and the first time we see Rapunzel she's just cut like she's just like she looks like Wonder Woman she's just like and then we realize during the first song the uh, during the, that, the opening song um, when will my life begin it's just her doing crunches and push ups like the whole time
1: she like hangs from the ceiling beams and just yeah. pulls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, my next note is about the lantern scene.
0: All right, now I need somebody who's musically talented to rewrite "When Will My Life Begin," but it's all about working out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just all the lyrics are swapped to, swapped out for like lines about like getting gains and protein powder and like. <laughs> Pumping iron, Pumping
1: iron, and don't, iron yeah. don't skip leg day. Yeah,
0: leg day. Yeah, I just need that version. Anyways, sorry. Continue.
1: <laughs> My next note is about the lantern scene, and I see the light. So you wanted to talk
0: about? Oh that. yeah, I, the only note I had was that I see the light kind of slaps. It's it a does. good song. It's a good song. I, I like all the songs in this, but I, I see the light's really good. It's it's the. I would be interested, I was thinking this when we watched the movie, I was like, I wonder if you timed where this falls in the movie, if it falls at the same point in the film as uh, A Whole New World, (laughs) (laughs) because I I it's like, this this movie is A Whole New World, and I was wondering, yeah, but no, it's good, I thought it was a, and it's a night, I really like that um, the whole lamp scene Mm is very pretty, so.
1: Actually probably falls like fairly similar because disney movies tend to follow yeah, yeah. a similar narrative they have structure yeah of
0: antenna. yeah
1: this is where the love song goes yep i do want to talk about the end of this movie first off i'm going to curse here real quick so if you're listening to this with your kid just <laughs> skip ahead like a few seconds I just want to point out that did I mumble, mother, is like the Disney version of did I fucking stutter.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. That's a good moment. I like that. I was like, nice. Because very...
1: that's, that's what she says. Yeah. It's <laughs> savage. Just, yeah. Savage. So the end of this movie, I think, is maybe, to me, the weakest part of the movie. I think the ending in general gets a little deus ex machina
0: oh yeah uh for sure the rapunzel just like i said the yeah. just like she has, has has a vision of oh oh that this star on this thing or this sunburst on right. this thing i oh, don't know how
1: the movie expects anyone to believe that she flashes back and has such clear memories from being like in the a crib. few days yeah, old it, it's <laughs> like silly. what and then like on top of that We have Flynn deducing that Rapunzel is in danger from the guy saying it was the old lady when they haven't really discussed her mother. We never see them really discuss that relationship. I mean, it's kind of a conclusive leap that he makes there.
0: Yeah, it does kind of, yeah, you're right. It's a little just like convenient at the end, like lazy. Yeah,
1: and I I also think that Maximus getting the, the thugs and the ruffians is also a little bit like because he wouldn't have necessarily known that they were friends no no yeah like it's fun it's a fun ending it works it gets us to where we need to go but it it does get I think a little convenient and lazy yeah there at the end
0: no I agree completely yeah it. it, I I felt that for sure like the thing that stuck out the most to me was the Rapunzel just like (laughs) oh I'm the princess it's like what okay I mean sure to me, it would have. It, it almost would have made more sense if she had just, like, decided, nah, forget this. I'm not staying here. Mm-hmm. Like, regardless of who she was, like, I yeah. don't know. It, it felt like they could have just come up with a, a more, a more interesting way than just like a light bulb going off mm-hmm. and she realizes she's the princess, and then Ryder shows up to save her. Like, he could have showed. I don't know. There's, yeah, it all felt a little convenient and weird.
1: Just a wee bit. Um, I also want to talk about the denouement of this film, where Rapunzel gets to reunite with her real family. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a really modern response to this story. I think the modern response like really keys in on the aspect of the father trading away his baby, slash the witch stealing a baby.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But that's actually not super important to the fairy tale, Right. It's literally just the inciting incident. It never comes up again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it's not really it's not yeah, it could not it could not be important. I think it's important in this one. And like you said, the Yeah, I think
1: it's important for what they're doing. I just think it's really interesting because to me that's such a modern response to an older story. Yeah. It's like, well, what about her real family?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and and I think in particular, like with this movie, it's because of the the abusive relationship she had with Gothel. Mm-hmm. The idea of finding her "quote unquote" true parents and a an actual loving family is like feels important.
1: Yeah, no, I agree, and I'm I'm glad that they went with making gothel an abusive parent for a lot of reasons but also because i think if they hadn't and they had still done this like similar denouement that is potentially really problematic and troublesome as far as like adoption yeah and that kind yeah, of yeah. thing yeah yeah like oh you have to go find your real family though
0: yeah No, I agree. I agree for, absolutely. I think it's, yeah, the, it it could, oh, yeah, and and that's why it was, like, the true, quote-unquote, family can, yeah, I think that can be a a problematic narrative if they hadn't done it the way they did it, Mm -hmm. with her being, you know, out for herself, insecure, abusive, gaslighting person that she was, Um, yeah, Uh, who didn't deserve to die, but still... In my opinion, but...
1: You know, as far as Disney villain deaths go, one of the less gruesome ones, though.
0: That's true. Um, That is true. She, uh...
1: She basically just poofs, she into, poofs into... Into, like... Bone dust, dust. I guess. I yeah. don't know.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she just starts disintegrating and then falls out the window. So, Pascal... I was cheeky in the opening. Pascal didn't really kill her. She was already dying. He just... <laughs> He, he saw expedited, an opportunity. He, expedited though, the process. he
1: took it. He was like, you know what?
0: <laughs> I don't get many chances to trip triple old ladies out windows, so this one's clean on the conscious. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's like, I've been wanting to do that for years.
0: <laughs> she was probably dead before she hit the ground. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I'm I'm all good.
1: Um, last thing, this movie has the cutest end credits ever.
0: Uh, oh, I only watched the one. It was the the opening one. It was like the map. Is there what else happens? We no didn't at watch...
1: the the end. We didn't watch the end credits because you turned it off.
0: Yeah, I didn't know there was anything.
1: They're really cute. It's like a it's like a really stylized like storybook looking.
0: Yeah, I saw the first one and it was like a map of the kingdom. And yeah, I was like, oh, that's cool. And then but there's I... more after okay. that. Yeah. All right, uh, that's it for our odds and ends. We got it. It's time. Let's do it. Final verdict. No. <laughs> are you ready for your sentence sentence but there must be a
1: verdict first sentence first verdict afterwards i didn't write a final verdict so i'm gonna i'm gonna spitball one for you guys here this is a tough one for me because i i'm not gonna lie i do feel very compelled to be faithful to my fairy tales Yeah. Because I love them so much. So dearly. So very dearly. However, fair's fair. And I do think that the movie tells a story that is entertaining and has important messages. And I also think that the movie does a really good job of doing both of those things. And also updating the story and also still kind of adhering to the bones of this fairy tale. Yeah. Because, I mean, it really does. There's still a lot of stuff here entangled that you can also find in your collection of Grimms. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to go with the movie for this one. Wow. Even though I will, I do want it noted. That these are two different things.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, we talked. And
1: I, I really, I, I, the more we do this, the more I don't know how much I love doing better or worse at the end. <laughs> you
0: have to. It's the rule of the show. I know it doesn't make any sense. It it's doesn't. the rule of law. It's the rule of the show. Them's the rules. We don't make them. We just enforce them.
1: But we them. literally did make them.
0: And now we just enforce them. Uh, it's like the Constitution. We can't change a jot or tittle or whatever. So, <laughs> them's the rules. Um,. Yeah, we can't, we can't. We just gotta decide. I which know. One's going. But yeah, it's we've we yeah we put enough caveats down throughout the course of the episode that people understand that the final verdict isn't isn't a definitive. Uh,
1: no, it's not. They're two different beasts doing two different things.
0: Yeah. Uh, but in this case, the movie won. Disney will be taking that check made out to this film is lit. <laughs> As always, you can do us a giant favor. You can head to this film, or nope, patreon.com slash this film is lit. Uh, you can support us for 2 5 or $15 a month. Uh, and there you get access to our bonus content, uh, as well as other things, early access to the episodes, all that fun stuff. Um, the most recent bonus content episode we put out was a review of New Girl and Lost Girl. Uh, t- uh, let's Hear It for the Girls was the name of that episode, where we spent. Uh, Uh, One Drunken Quarantine Evening, uh, talking about those two television shows for about an hour and a half. Uh, So if you want to check that out, you can do that on our Patreon feed. We'll be doing another one here shortly. We're wrapping up some television shows. I'm sure we'll have feelings, or at least one. We'll have, we have some feelings about Mm -hmm. those. We'll probably do that. Uh, We just finished Dead to Me season two, so we'll probably talk about that.
1: Uh, We also have a, a, not a super long list. We have a short list of movies from our patrons. I asked them to recommend extra material.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, non, yeah. Non-book-based non- movies. Non-book-based movies. Yes. I forgot about that. For us that. to talk about. We are going to do that. we got to watch this. In well. our
1: patron feed. So if you're interested in having opportunities like that mm-hmm. to recommend um, things that you would like to hear us talk about that, that we wouldn't normally book-based. talk about because they're not based on books... Please join our Patreon.
0: There you go. Um, And you can do us another big favor by leaving us a review on iTunes. If you can't just support us on Patreon, that's totally cool. We understand. Just leave us a review on iTunes. It's super helpful. Also, you can follow us on all of the major social media networks. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Goodreads. Uh, I know Goodreads isn't a major social media network, but for books, people, it is. Katie, what's next?
1: Up next, we are doing a Switch episode. You're going to read the book.
0: Yep, I already started it.
1: And we are also being joined yeah. by a friend who has joined us before. Uh,
0: Mr. Aaron Rabinowitz from Philosophers in Space and Embrace the Void podcasts. Uh, he is a, uh, um, teaches, uh, ph- oh God, <laughs> he teaches <laughs> some manner of philosophy now. I can't recall specifically, um, but uh, yeah, he's uh Philosopher's, he's a philosopher, he, he hosts the Philosophers in Space podcast, which is a podcast that talks about um, sci-fi, uh, TV shows, books, movies, all that good stuff, and in each episode they relate whatever specific thing they're talking about to some specific philosophical concept. Break it down, he was on our Minority Report episode, um, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, and we were on their uh, the golden, golden Man the golden episode, man, yeah. which was a Philip K. Dick story. So we both thought of those are both of those are yeah minor report. Yeah. Apparently, we only work with. We Aaron. only
1: collaborate. We
0: only collaborate on, on Philip, Philip K. Dick, K. Dick. because our...
1: because which brings us to yeah. our next episode. We will be talking about A Scanner Darkly. Yeah. A
0: Scanner Darkly, um, which is a Philip K. Dick uh, novel. Like I said, which I'm currently reading. It is also a 2006, I believe, uh, film starring Keanu Reeves. Uh, and yeah, so in two weeks' time, we'll be talking about that with Mister Aaron Rabinowitz. So come back then. Uh, we'll be uh, we'll be doing a prequel in one week's time, where we'll be previewing that. Uh, Aaron won't be on that episode; it'll just be us. But in two weeks' time, we'll be back with Aaron. So until that time, guys, gals, non-binary, and everybody else, keep reading books, <laughs> keep watching, <laughs> keep watching movies, and keep being, being awesome.
1: awesome.